editor-in-chief of fanboyplanet.com. We are podcasting from Elusive Comics and Games, 2725 El Camino Real, Suite 104, Santa Clara, California. We are actually here on Wednesday, September 24th, and so uh, with me, of course, is my lovely announcer and substitute moral compass, Lon... Lovable Lopez? I don't... What are you, like a Marvel bullpen guy now? Oh, yes. Lon, Lovable Lopez, Sure. Uh, laughing Lon Lopez. Uh, we'll come up with all kinds of different alliterative adjectives right. for you. Anything that starts with an L. Anything. Sure. Anything. Oh my gosh, I just realized you're like a Superman villain. Lon Lopez? You're, you're double L. Right. You were, or I could be a hero. Or you could be one of his girlfriends. I mean, Peter Parker, Rick uh, no, Ryder, no, no, Lex, Matt Murdock. No, no, it's Lex Luthor, uh, Lois Lane, Lana Lang, Lori Lamaras. It's all L's. Yeah, but Lois Lane is good. She's right. a good person. So you're either going to give it up for Superman or give it to him. Either way, you're going to give it to him. Who hasn't? Well, I mean, I, I, he, what? He is super. On the heels of <laughs> you know, All Star Superman. Don't say that. Okay, we have we have some comics news. Not so much in the way of direct reviews of books, though. A couple that we read. Uh, and once again, we need to clarify that we are not on Rick's awesome. Oh, uh, we need to say that why we have a substitute is. Rick is in San Diego tonight, and so right. it's going to be a rough couple of months for the Fanboy Planet <laughs> podcast. Rick and Lon will probably be carrying it alone for a month or so. We'll see. Uh, because I have been uh, cast in a show. It, it, it was it called, like, the Will Roger Follies or something? Like no, it's not oh. that show. It's Greater Tuna. Very close. Uh, oh, okay. Greater Tuna, uh, which will be opening at the Palo Alto Players November 8th, so I've got about a month and a half of rehearsal. It sounds delicious. It's a really good two actors, 20 characters small town in Texas. It's really fun and polite. And when do you get the tuna? Uh, I, well, you know, eventually with mayonnaise and uh, hopefully not mm. little pickles because I really don't like the little pickles. What? Pickles makes it. Although, I'm going to... The relish? For you, maybe. The no, relish? I don't like oh, the relish. Uh, I, I like don't. The relish. However, we will, I think the whole group will be podcasting at Silicon on uh, Sunday, October 5th, October 6th. I don't know. I don't know. I, I just remember. somebody better get me a pass. That's all I know. Uh, I believe we're taking care of that. Yeah. Okay. So uh, we'll be podcasting live from the lobby there, and hopefully pulling in a lot of special guests. So if you are going to Silicon, mm-hmm. come get silly with us. You do indeed. And did we mention where we're at? Yeah, we did. Okay. I did. Okay. It's okay. I was checking okay. levels. And I'm going to start early because you know um, Anna has also asked here at Elusive Comics and Games to have a Halloween party because this year Halloween's on a Friday night. Oh, get out of town! Starting at seven o'clock, costume contest, a lot of fun. I'm going to have like four different parties to go to that and night. And you're really only going to go to one, aren't you? It's the only place I have my Halloween parties. Mm-hmm. What superhero are you going to dress as? I can't tell you, but I'm actually going as a professional wrestler. Did you just tell me that? 
I won't tell you which restaurant. Oh, you know why? Because it won't matter to me. Right. I won't understand a bit. You yeah. might. Okay, I might. You oh. might, Rabbit. You might. <laughs> Thanks for that Looney Tunes callback. We got some movie news as well. We got some TV news because now it's the time. Naturally, fall season I'm, I'm is here. I'm getting really busy while the fall season goes back and all these shows. This week, the only thing I've had a chance to watch is Big Bang Theory, but we'll talk about that later. Let's get back to comics. A big, exciting piece of news in comics this this week. Ready? Big, exciting Maybe. comic news? I don't know. Maybe. Go ahead. Tell me, please. Virgin Comics is back from the dead. Liquid Comics, a company I'd never heard of before, bought Virgin. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Didn't we have this discussion before you said, who's going to buy out a multi-million dollar guy or whatever? And they got bought out. And they got bought out. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. There we go. More uh, like probably sold out. Sold out. Yeah. I think what it really comes down to is that they have supposedly a lot of multimedia deals still in place. Mm. They have no, they weren't able to announce anything about actually publishing, <laughs> but you know, they, they have movie and TV, t- TV deals. They're still supposed to have that Nicolas Cage in the Sadhu mm. <clears throat> after he finishes with the, the kick ass, I suppose. Ah, uh, right. Yes. Uh, so it was definitely, there's a lot of properties out there. I don't know. Although, I gotta say, I would agree with Michael Goodson a few weeks ago who brought in the trade paperback seven of Seven sons Brothers. brothers. Seven Sons of Bitches or something no, like that? No, Seven Brothers. Seven oh, Brothers. Uh, created by John Woo, written by Garth right, Ennis. Right. And I've got, that would make one heck of a great movie. Action movie? Absolutely. Well, it, it is was, John Woo. It it pro- was, I bet anything was probably an underdeveloped John Woo script that he just sold them and to had, make a It had kind of vaguely super, super heroic overtones. And uh, I would say, if you can find that trade paperback, it is a great read. It really, it really was a lot of fun. And I thought, puff, puff, give next time. I you will, get it back. I will. The only thing was that some sort of reference to a. No, CD? I was talking about the dragon. Anyway, puff, ahead. puff, give. Is it okay? Puff, puff, the dragon. Was that a children's show on PBS? Puff, was, puff, give. I think so. Yeah. Puff, puff, give. Who's the magic? Well, dragon. well, now we have a poor on live sketch there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, the only thing I was reading it as reading it was thinking. The only thing I see getting into the way of it as a as a Hollywood film is that it's really an ensemble piece. It's hard, and it'll be interesting to see if if you could get the, the eight leads really that are required mm. to make this uh, you know t- to make it a strong ensemble. Um, well, they got the Magnificent Seven together, so they did. I don't it's see possible. why they it's can't possible. get seven brothers. It's fun. So I so I'm kind of glad. You know what? I could see right now the Wayans brothers snatching it up. And then it would just be the seven Wayans brothers. And then, you know, they could do the action. Or they didn't be Wayans. It could just be brothers. You know what I mean? So Maybe just for, for uh, variation's sake, they'll throw in Matthew McConaughey and complete the destruction of my soul. <laughs> okay. Um, I'd watch that, actually. <laughs> so my soul would be destroyed? No, but a bunch of uh, Wayans brothers and Matthew McConaughey is like one of them. is like, you know, the brother from another mother. You know what I'm going to say? Yeah. If next year there's a project involving the Wayans brothers and Matthew McConaughey, it's because of us. <laughs> we, yes. we have pull in the... <laughs> We know industry professionals are listening out there. We have strange chaos magic powers. (laughs) We do. More McConaughey. Someone else who believes that they have a lot of power in this Mm. world. Stephen Colbert has achieved what I personally have Emmy award winning. Emmy award winning. And Peabody award winning. Stephen Colbert has achieved what I have not yet, which is to make an appearance in a Marvel comic. Well, we all know why he's done that. Well, I'm going to say, now, to be fair, I have appeared in a DC comic. Go ahead. Oh, that's right. Yes. No, we just know that him and Joey Q are 
dating. Kind of close. Yeah. They're kind of close. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so his his uh, his camp presidential campaign has been running full tilt and at full strength in the uh, Marvel universe. Mm -hmm. uh, there's been a lot of uh, little cameos, and in fact, if you go to his blog, it lists each issue uh, in which there's a, a Colbert 08 uh, for president oh, sticker little, someplace uh, or appearance. Yeah, a little reference. Uh, and on his blog, apparently, he has agreed to cancel the debates this Friday because of the scroll invasion. Well, it's a big deal in the Marvel universe. So. Absolutely. And uh, I wish that it, it was uh, as scary as the one that's going on <laughs> in the real universe. But anyway, he'll be teaming up with Spider-Man in the final issue of the... Uh, I wonder if they're actually going to be teaming up, or if it'll just be kind of a wacky... It's probably only be like an eight-page story. It's an eight-page backup. You know what they should have done? And here's... I'll tell you right now, and Colbert, I'm surprised you didn't think of this. What they should have done as a joke was had Colbert and Spider-Man team up in a Hostess uh, pie ad. No, 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 no. Maybe that's coming for his show. For the show? Wouldn't that be great? Well, I'm just saying, remember those the good old days oh, yeah. of the Hostess Pie ads, and you always had all the Which Dan Slott actually put into continuity. What? In the Spider-Man Human Torch team-up five-issue miniseries. <laughs> he put, he put the Hostess ad in into continuity. Wow. Yes. That's and it worked. It's a brilliant. If you can find that, I, uh, it's not Fast Friends or Fast Friends or something like that, but it's Spider-Man and Human Torch. It's when they put down a little digest, five-issue miniseries. With those ads in continuity. It's great. Wow. It right. is great. Um, check it out. Now, do we know what issue this is so fans of the show can go buy it? Uh, I believe it's coming next week, and I wish I could tell you what the issue number is. Is it amazing or spectacular? I, it, or? It's only amazing. That's all there is right oh, now. Oh, okay. Amazing's coming out three times a month. Oh, okay. So, but it's the end of the New Ways to Die storyline. So when it says New Ways to Die conclusion, that's the one page backup. Which, by the way, New Ways to Die has been an actually good, actually a good story, and it's frustrating to me because I still find there's problems with uh, Green Goblin, with Harry uh, Norman Osborn, should know, because he, he should know Peter Parker's identity, because it has nothing to do with the unveiling of Civil War. Venom, as it is uh, an Eddie no, Brock... No, but, but, but Mephisto wiped away everybody's memory. I know, but see, the thing is, Venom's entire motivation is that knowledge, is based upon that knowledge. Does he not know anymore? And he does not know anymore. Eddie Brock oh. does not know. Would the symbiote forget? And apparently the symbiote is forgotten. So it's kind of... Darn uh, you, Mephisto. Yeah, so I mean, it sort of undoes so a lot now, of things. So now, who do they want to kill? Everybody? Or? No, they want to kill Spider-Man. They just remember that they want to kill Spider-Man. But not Peter Parker. Right. Okay, right. I can see that. And Eddie Brock has become anti-Venom. So it's actually, it's actually a really well-done turn. Wait, 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 wait. Anti-Venom, is he white with black Yes. Oh, God. Yes, but, no, it's not nearly as dumb as it sounds. It is a character Do you turn. know how hard it is to clean a white superhero costume? It's not a it's costume. Not it's not a costume, it's a skin. What? That white doesn't come off. No. Uh, it's, uh... Does it's, he have that Michael Jackson yeah, syndrome? Yeah, he does, uh, Vitiligo. Yes. Really? Oh, okay. <laughs> I was all, wow, they're really getting into this story. Yeah. No, but it's a, it's a really good character turn and a really good character development because you're still, you've got uh, Matt Gargan is still with the Gargan. symbiote, the former Scorpion, and uh, it's kind of interesting. Is it all coming towards the head? Is it going to yeah. be a good? And if I were, if I had not been a long-time Spider-Man reader and did not feel utterly betrayed by uh, Brand New Day, um, I would think this is a lot of fun. I would just come in and go, wow, this is a cool Spider-Man story. 
And Too bad they ruined it. Well, I, you know, I don't well, know. I mean, we can you can review the story for as as a story. As a, it's so. a good strong story. I'm just mad that they that what it took to get there still still They'll probably put it in a trade eventually, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll wait for that. And Mark Wade's doing backups in there, and the and the backups are great because Wade's always great, you know. So it's a it's Wade's, a, really Wade's good. a good backup. Yeah. So um, let's go one other thing over in Marvel that's doing well because today oh. also hit the stands. The most recent issue, Captain America brings. Oh. A cl- to a close this long epic that Ed Brubaker's been crafting with him Mike Perkins. Is this his swan song, or is he still going to No, he's still going to be writing it, but it's definitely bringing everything he's planning from the beginning of his run, the, the most recent Captain America number one, this whole thing where the Red Skull orchestrated the murder of Steve Rogers at the end of Civil War, to Bucky Barnes uh, coming back as the Winter Soldier, and then becoming the new Captain America. It all comes to a close this week. And wow, we're talking uh, an arc that we're going to be, you know, looking back on for years as a classic, classic run. Uh, and so I say definitely well worth getting in the hardback editions because it's one that you'll want to be going back well, see, and reading. I stopped, I stopped collecting Cap, and I think at the death or right after the death. And I think I maybe got the one or two. Or, and you missed out on just some Well, really yeah, I mean, I heard, I heard it was really good, but it was just one of those where, you know. I couldn't, I, you know, you can't follow 50 books, you know, at the same time, but right. try to keep up with at least what was happening. But I mean, you know, I have faith in Brubaker, so. Absolutely. Um, it's I'm just, sure it but it's, it's just, it's just really nice, which remind you know, it's going to stand up there. And if I may pimp myself at Silicon Please. with the run that, uh, like Steve Englehart did back in the seventies, a very classic Captain America run. And I'm going to be moderating a panel with Steve Englehart on it. At Silicon, so I'm very excited. Steve Englehart's going to be there. Now? Steve Englehart, who of course also revived a Detective Comics in the '70s and really is responsible for the kind of revillainization or reeffectivization of the Joker as an insane character. And uh, wow, that's a good guest for a hotel convention. Yeah, so good. I'm pretty excited to find. He was there last year, and I and I went to a panel he was on, but now to actually moderate, and get a chance to actually. Uh, Shake hands with Steve Englehart. That's going to be uh, a great experience. Do you have any panels this year that you're doing that you might need a moderator for? Uh, no, I'm moderating two. Oh. I'm moderating a Heroes panel. So, so I was going to say, there was that one time, uh, you, you was like you and Shackett or something. Yeah, about how to do comics. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. Well, no. just, I'm, I'm available. If yeah, anybody, sure you are. Well, I'm, I'm in the I'm in the bullpen. You know what, what what happens? You have to admit that you're one of us, and that's your problem. You don't like to what admit you're one about? of us. What are you talking about? I'm a fanboy. Uh huh. You're sitting here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm from Fanboy Planet. Well, and I'm a fanboy planeteer. In, back in the real world, last week we uh, we ragged on a comic book that came out, DC Universe Decisions. Oh, you mean that one we didn't read? The one we didn't read. Well, I read it this week. Oh, and it was as bad as we thought. No, it? no, it was not. What? It was not as bad as we thought it would be. Oh. Uh, instead of coming out, and I think very logically, they have a lot of internal. It's a little sassy as a co-writer of like Judd Winnick. I can't remember the other person. Uh, maybe uh, I think the other one was. Uh, who's the kid from High School Musical? Yeah, I knew you weren't going to say anything sassy. serious. Why are you even talking? Because you said sassy. I thought all the kids. No, no, the, no, the, the dialogue is Judd Winnick tends to be everybody's really sarcastic and, and oh. when he writes superheroes. Um, but in this case, at least his plotting, the plotting I think works in that uh, Lois Lane is revealed to be a Republican, and it sort of uh, actually makes sense to I me can see in that. a strange way. I can see that. Uh, but military family. But that's her justification. Mm-hmm. She's from a military family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superman will not take sides. Of course, of course can't. not. 
and Green Arrow accidentally ends up. And the, the plot actually makes sense. I thought it was just going to be like, well, what are their political leanings? But it's really that someone has targeted all the candidates for president, regardless of party, and so the Justice League has to protect them all. And I would think, though, in the DC universe, they'd have different parties than Republican, Democrat. They have three, because it's, it's, it's fictional, there are three viable parties. The Republican and Democrat are to it. I think, it's even, I think they're also getting around by saying it's still the primaries. Mm. So, so that there are like six candidates, seven candidates, and... Uh. And whoever is doing these execution, these assassination attempts, uh, is doing it by taking someone close to them and hypnotizing them into being suicide bombers. So, while going to a campaign office, Green Arrow's trying to protect one guy, and he kind of gets, by saving uh, one guy, because he says, says, well, if we're going to be assigned to a candidate, at least how about be assigned to someone whose beliefs we agree with so that we won't be bored in tears by their speech and then miss something. Mm -hmm. And uh, so he's with this liberal, libertarian candidate, really. And, uh, you know, and he gets kind of backed into a reporter, catches him off the cuff, and he ends up saying something in support, and it turns into this Screen Arrow's endorsement of the candidacy. And then internally, the superhero community is arguing, we have no business endorsing anybody we shouldn't. So it's got some interesting ideas, I guess. My problem with it, and Judd Winnick is an odd person for this, because I didn't read enough of the run. But Green Arrow, I thought, was known to be Oliver Queen, and he himself was a political candidate. He was mayor of Star City for a while. Right. I think you brought that up as an issue last week. And so this idea that, well, Green Arrow's into politics. Duh. Dummy, he was, you know, so, but that's... Anyway. I just, I gotta say, then, vote Owen. That's all I gotta say. Vote Owen? Owen. Owen. Oh, vote Owen. Uh, yeah. I get it. Okay. Yeah. Owen. Yes, yes. Um, anyway... Uh, Could you imagine, like, was that Ganthid or whatever, you know? Uh-huh. Like a little suit, you know, like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like a little LeBros Perot, you know what I mean? Yeah, I a little crazy. That. Or Dennis Kucinich, really. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're yeah. probably right. He's probably, uh, Dennis Kucinich, you heard it here first, a guardian of the universe. Yes. He's, he's actually an Owen. It explains a lot. It does. It does explain a lot. He has a good worldview. Mm-hmm. Okay, anyways. He's got the whole world in his hand. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so let's move on to movies, shall we? Yeah, we done with comics? I'm done with comics. Are you done with comics? Uh, yeah, I didn't read anything else. I guess that's it. Yeah, so okay, let's talk about movies. You know, we've been updating about The Watchmen. Uh, not The Watchmen as in with the article, but The Watchmen lawsuit. Right, Fox, right. Fox suing Warner Brothers, claiming that they had the rights to Watchmen and that they were trying to block the release of the movie. Rich Johnston is lying in the gutters column on comic book resources. Reports this week a rumor that I think I'm going to put a lot of faith in because... Rich Johnson has rarely lets people down. He's usually right, and it's really kind of frightening. He's got good sources. But this is, as of right now, an unconfirmed rumor. Unconfirmed rumor. Okay. But what, the, what this lawsuit is all about, we know. We have said, obviously, some settlement will be made, some big payout. And here's the payout Fox really wants. Ready? Merchandising. Ah, well, sort of. They own something without actually owning the rights to the character in it. Can you guess? They own a television series without owning the rights to the character... I'm confused, so just tell me outright. I don't... The Adam West Batman series, which Warner Brothers has not allowed them to release on DVD. Fox owns the series because they produced the series in 1966 to 1968. 
but Warner Brothers owns Batman. Right. So, so they blocked the release of the television series on DVD, which oh, you know would be a huge, huge cash cow for Fox. Huge. And, and suddenly, so is that and, gonna be the settlement? and Rich Johnston's comment is, fanboys everywhere hated Fox for filing this lawsuit, and now they're going to be praising them if this right. is true, because... And I've got to say, yes, I wanted this resolved before my kid got too old right. to appreciate this show. That's brilliant. If that's the truth, that would be fantastic. You'd have Batman DVDs by summer if they went. Oh through. my gosh, you are just so kind. And just in time for my birthday. See? Thank you. There you go. Thank you. I'd be very excited Should if Join us in the background is Michael Goodson. He might speak. Hi, I'm in the background. Literally, right now. He's loud enough to where we can hear him just fine. He's sort of uh, near the bathroom, actually. Well, I'll chime in with my opinion. Excellent. He's louder than both of us on this side. Well, because he's he's being annoying. I'm full of hot air. (laughs) Yes. There you go. And why does that differ from anyone else? I don't know why that makes you louder. That's what I do. Anyway, really, this is true. So if that... Okay, when can we get confirmation on that? When will that be a bigger story... Than a rumor. The trial is supposed to go on, on in January. So but how do they? Okay, so if that is two months for a settlement to be made. But if that's really the case, how do you throw that in a court case? If you just no, say, it's an out of court settlement, and you have to wait and see if that's what. Okay. But allegedly, that is what the lawyers are now negotiating right now. That's mm-hmm. not they can't officially comment because you can't say. By the way, all this has been this enormous bait and switch. Right. Ha ha, fanboys, we got you excited for nothing or angry but about they, nothing. But I still don't, even if it's a clean like trade like that, they, they still probably want it. They're probably still going to ask for a piece of the watch. Oh, they'll too. probably still ask for that. But, but that'll probably but I think honestly, March. But I think honestly, with the excitement they, uh, that would generate, um, I think Fox would, would probably be come huge. out better than... Yeah. I'd buy that, watch and I'm broke, and I'd buy that. Yeah. They did, what, two seasons or three? There's three seasons. So it was like two, and then one with the Batgirl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, and so what? how many episodes do you think we're talking, like 30-something, 20, 40-something? <laughs> episodes? No, we're talking uh, about 100 or so. Really? Wow. Yeah. Seasons were longer then, and you have to remember that Batman at its height was actually Tuesday and Thursday each week. Oh, that's right, because they why it's the one tune two in episodes. tomorrow. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot, there's a lot. And so they could probably just release disc after disc after disc. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah, I don't know what the deal was that allowed them to release the movie version with all four villains. But, you know, they've been, they cleaned up on that as early on in the days of DVD. First DVD Fanboy Planet got. It's, uh, it's fantastic. Nice, it's a nice well, I, you know, if that is the case, I'm, I'm behind it. Okay. And another uh, old superhero news, but uh, old news, uh, new news about an old superhero. And I'm not sure how I feel about this because uh, you may be more familiar with the guy's work. But oh, I know where you're going. You know where I'm going. Stephen Chow. Yes. The guy who did uh, Kung Fu Hustle and Shaolin Soccer. Have you seen Kung Fu, Kung Fu Hustle? I have not seen Kung it Fu is. Hustle. I have seen Kung Fu Hustle. And what do you think, what did Michael? You think? It was a perfectly adequate foreign film about people dancing. <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> Michael from from the, uh, the Philistine tribe. Right. And we go. Yes. Um, no, I, I, but, but I should say what the news is. We just said, you know, we're going into his background. Uh, he has been tapped to play Cato in Seth Rogen's uh, Green Hornet starring vehicle from Columbia Pictures. But not just to play Cato, or to play Cato. He's going to, he's going to direct right. the film, uh, uh, The Green Hornet. He, okay. Kung Fu Hustle 
essentially was a live-action Bugs Bunny cartoon for a good portion of it. Correct! So does it differ from, like, Shoot 'em Up, which, you know, uh, was also a good Well, one? I, I think it was way better than Shoot 'em Up. Different kind of cartoon, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. But essentially... I thought that was fun. Okay. <laughs> but essentially, uh, I think that, it, you know, with Chow, what he brings... If you saw, did you see Shaolin Soccer, too? No. Shaolin Soccer was kind of comical and funny and tongue-in-cheek, and but action-packed. So it would definitely make Green Hornet a tongue-in-cheek, almost kind of, you know, half, like, serious action, but yet, I mean, it's basically, it would be your perfect summer action comedy, you know, that people would probably... Yeah, and I guess my problem is, I, one, I'm not so sure that the Green Hornet should be an action comedy. Well, Did I mention Seth Rogen's in it? Even Well, but they've said he's actually slimmed down and bulked up. I've seen him Allegedly. recently. He is not bulked up. He may have slimmed down, but he is not packed Well, he had to work on the slim down first, and now he's going to work on the yeah. bulk up. We'll see. He's got some time. It's not until 2010. Mm-hmm. So he's got, he's got you know, he can get himself a trainer and really... And I think he's working out. on it. Good heroin habit? Maybe. <laughs> but as as a leading man, though, did we all see Pineapple Express? I don't think Michael had the patience uh, okay. for that. Enough people did. And, yeah. he was, and he was right. I mean, you know, if we hadn't seen it free... Right. <laughs> I don't think I. Well, I would have paid and then been very bitter. Right, but, right. You know, no, but I just don't know if Rogan can hold him. I mean, he's a big, he's a, he's a leading man now, I guess. But I mean, it, we'll, we'll see after Zach and Miri, and that was the other one, something in report. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see after Zach and Miri. He's a leading man in the same way that Matthew McConaughey is, because mm-hmm. the studios decided that he is. Although, he, don't get me wrong, I like Zach, uh, Seth Rogan better than I like Matthew McConaughey. Mm. But I'm just saying, though, it's like. Yes, I do. Don't shake your head no. But we're not going to get Britt Reed in the Green Hornet. We're going to get Seth Rogen playing a guy who's just like, Oh, you're Kato. You do karate. That's cool, man. You know what I mean? You're going to get a lot of that. So Sign me up. Yeah. But if Chow does anything, I mean, like I said, the directing, I think, is going to be corny and fun and probably a lot of special effects. And again, at least the one thing you can say, it's sort of like, as I always think what ha- what Michael Goodson turned to me and said after he walked out of the Daredevil screening, at least it's really a full-fledged genre now, so when they suck, it doesn't mean you're not going to see a, a different comic book movie get made. Yeah, Daredevil didn't ruin the genre. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it just oh, kind of stunk it up. It just there. expanded the genre to the point that there's room now for them to really suck. <laughs> then, we forgive you. Yeah, you know, so... We'll see. Requel! Mm-hmm. Alright, so what other movie news do you got? I don't have any other movie news. Do you have any other movie news? Uh, God, I thought I just read something. I don't recall. <laughs> <laughs> I checked my websites just to be sure. I've gotten... Nothing. Yeah, I think the, the big news was Stephen Chow on Green Hornet. There was another announcement about Green Hornet where they talked to oh Michael, some Michael, Michael Pena. Pena, but I'm not even sure who that is. He's either going to be his stoner buddy or you know <laughs> okay, I'm going to be angry about that <laughs> or he, he else. learns to put down the pipe and pick up the stun gun. I don't. I'm not happy with that. It's a Green think, Hornet plot. I don't think Pena is going to be the villain. I don't think he's charismatic enough for a villain. Did Green Hornet have an arch nemesis? Not really. Okay, so. Most people don't know anything about the Green Hornet. So they, it's going to be a rematch. They know he owns a newspaper, they know he has a trench coat, and they know he's got Kato. And that's probably about all they know. He's got a car, too, right? Black, Black Beauty. Beauty. Black Beauty. But I think, you know, and the only reason you may know that is because I probably told you that early on. Uh, no, because right after Batman, the uh, Adam West show, they used to show Green Hornet. 
Redstone. Weren't they produced yeah. by the same people, yes. pretty much? Like this, it's a crossover on the Batman now, TV are show. Those, are those uh, episodes available on DVD? They are not. Interesting. So maybe you'll and get Green Hornet, too. They are serious. Unlike the Batman show, they're not campy. They're a serious action You know how many Bruce adventure. Lee fans would go nuts for that if that was on DVD? I know. Fox maybe maybe can work a twofer with that. So. Yeah, I guess they would own them. Because yeah. who, who has the rights to Green Hornet? DC? No. It's not a DC property, is it? Uh, it's owned by uh, by a company um, that licensed it to Sony. Uh, it well, used to be the Rather Corporation, but the Rather Corporation uh, sold it off to somebody. It's, it's confusing because, as I said, Green, Green Hornet and Lone Ranger are, were created originally as companion radio shows, uh-huh. and they are related. Green Hornet is the great nephew of the Lone Ranger, and then they got sold to two different companies, and now you can't actually acknowledge that there's a blood relation. Booty. Yeah. That's terrible. That their mm. continuities don't cross. Tragic. Tragic, That's really. Really. So, let's move on to television, because here's this fabulous fall season. Anybody watch anything? I saw Heroes. Big Bang Theory. I see. I watch Big Bang Theory. That's all I found time let's for Let's start with week. that. Go ahead. So, well, were you satisfied with the return of the Big Bang Theory? Uh, yes, it, it had all of the same parts as last year. <laughs> no new additions, no. No, no wacky cousins or no, anything. No, no, it, it just had a really good, uh, it had a really good plot going with this, how, uh, Leonard had to keep the secret. Yes. And, uh, he couldn't. It was killing him. Haven't we seen that before, though? Leonard can't keep a secret and does wacky stuff. But I don't think it was that pronounced. But I'm, I'm willing to go back and look and watch my DVDs. It seemed very familiar. Right? They're all blending together at well, this point. Well, sitcoms do. Unless there's a time machine in the Yes, yeah. <laughs> this one stands out. Or the dress is the Flash. Yes. I can't remember what the fanboy sop was this week, but there was something where... Oh, because they were walking up the stairs talking about... Like, you know, well, I can't be. Uh, the, you know, it requires the guardians of the universe to come and bequeath the ring to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying with enough... <laughs> with enough uh, training, I could, could be Batman. Batman. Prove it. <laughs> See? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, Penny's also looking much hotter this season than she did last season. Yeah, she's matured a little that's bit. That's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. And I More thought, reason to tune in. I think I do. I think I do. So I watched that as well. I, I thought that was a... Welcome return. Unfortunately, it is placed up. You know, if you're a fan, you've got. If you're watching Terminator, uh, well, it's up against Terminator. So I willingly sacrificed the Sarah Connor Chronicles this week. Well, Terminator wasn't on this week. It wasn't. No, because it's a. Oh wait. No, you're right. It probably was. Yeah. I was confusing that with NBC. And then NBC has Chuck. That would probably go up against Big Bang Theory unless they're moving Heroes to ten. I actually don't think they're no. doing. Chuck is Chuck returns is, next Monday. Chuck would be at eight o'clock and Heroes at nine, so you're in direct competition with you know those three shows. That uh, luckily they're all available online, and the networks are forcing us all to just watch online. That's fine so, by me. That's fine by me. Yeah, and they're offering them. I'm although, saying it's legal. You can go to their websites and you can watch them. Although the one bummer about watching online is, uh, you know, I have it, you know, set my computer in my room, so. You know, you, you kind of falling asleep. Well, no, you get comfy on the bed. You're watching it, and then the commercial comes, and you have to push. You know, it says like push play to continue or something. So then you got to get up out of bed and click on your computer and stuff. So it's kind of annoying. But some of them, some of them. That's not where I thought that was going. So good. <laughs> okay. and the other thing is, don't forget to turn off your screen. I have an endoskeleton fetish. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there. Don't forget to turn off your screensaver either. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's problematic. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. So, um, 
Heroes did return this week, and you watched it, but I did. obviously neither Michael I, I heard that uh, the audience was down 25% this year, so Ouch. apparently you and I are not the only ones who skipped it. Oh, I will be watching it eventually. I have to. Oh, sure. My I, boss eventually. was in it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was you run a, a website or something, don't you? I, I've been known to from time to time. It was a three-hour event, though, wasn't it? I mean, from 8 to 11. Yeah, but the first hour, the first was, hour like, was all crap. It was, it was lame. But uh, I will say this, I was impressed, I liked it, I thought it was pretty awesome, however, what's funny is, is I put on Facebook, I, I put under my status, I'm like, hey, Lon Thought Heroes was awesome. And I had a bunch of people write to me, go, really, you thought that was, God, I thought they ripped off this, and blah, 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 and, you know, and so all my friends were kind of on it, and I was kind of like... about this week, a lot of people are more active on Facebook than they ever have before. I, it's, it's I've had a lot up. of response to my statuses, I'm not comfortable. It's blowing up, but anyway, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna have to just... Facebook, be back. Catch it. No. But uh, but the funny thing is, is uh, so I kind of wrote back and I said, well, now you guys are finally getting to where I was when it first started. Like, you know, and basically... Killigan's never getting off that island. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> but, you know, the whole fact of the, you know, they're ripping off everything that we've come to know and everybody else thought it was awesome and, hey, they're doing this and it's so cool. And we're like, oh, they stole that from X-Men or they stole that from... The Taskmaster, or what I mean, all these different yeah. things. So this week, uh, okay, a little bit of spoiler for those who didn't see it. Sure, you'll forget. Okay, so Mohinder. I'm not calling you dumb. Who's Mohinder? Oh. Mohinder, the Saeed ripoff, um, basically creates a serum that will give people powers, and that's part of the, the ongoing plot. You now. mean like MGH? More of of a, I mean, not like temporary. MGH was like temporary, wasn't it? Yeah. This or is Lex Luthor, the Lex Luthor his Infinity Corporate in Fifty Two. That was his plot. Okay, yeah, yeah maybe. But doing. basically, just he has. It's more or less. It's kind of like Super Soldier Serum almost. It turns sense. on your hero gene. Right. So exactly. So basically, Mohinder, I hope they could hear my fingers waggling. But essentially, Mohinder injects himself. And turns into Jeff Goldblum from The Fly. Oh, fantastic! Awesome. Kind of, yeah. And so I haven't seen that movie in forever. Yes. So he pauses in strange places as his dialogue. No, at <laughs> one point he's literally climbing the walls like a Spider-Man or like a fly. Oh, great! And then at one point he's literally he wakes up from bed, goes in the bathroom, looks in the mirror, and pieces of him are falling off, and he's looking. And I'm and of course anybody watching it who's familiar with The Fly is sitting there going, "They did this in The Fly already." So. I, a lot of my friends were kind of like, man, they're ripping this. And so for me, I was kind of like, look, I've, I've gotten past that point with Heroes. I just kind of watch it for what it is. And so for what it was, the writing's gotten better. They've, they've introduced a lot of new ideas but not gave a lot of whole answers, opened up a lot of questions, set up the whole uh, season to where you can see, okay, we're, basically where the first season was, we have to save the New York from blowing up. This one's kind of the same thing. World's in trouble. We're on a mission. And then Electro goes to the prison, right? And then it blows uh, up and a lot of prisoners. Maybe. Lot, I don't know. A lot of supervillains escape. A couple cool things they did. They, they introduced a speedster. Yeah. Which is really cool. And one of the coolest scenes, which I thought was rad, was... Not that kind of speedster. Hero uh, confronts the speedster. So the speedster runs away, but Hero stops time. Uh-huh. So he basically follows her speed trail, which is... Because, you know, he stopped time on that split... Right. You know, no, instance. I'm following you. I'm, I'm and following it was a really sure, good. He's following all the half formed flashes. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's following her wave, which is really and it's a really cool effect because he does it. Exactly. This was in Flash comics back in the '60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this I was, was on Big Bang Theory last year. 
But I'm just saying, all though, in line in the, the way they the way they handled the effect, and you know how Hero is always the guy who wonder. He's like full of wonder. Yes. It's just a really nice scene of him falling, going, ooh, and you know. So I don't know. I, I think you guys watch it. Tell me next week what you thought. Trails. Yeah, awesome. he was tripping. Awesome. But I think it delivers on, you know, for, for nerds and fanboys, I think it delivers. It sets up a big storyline. I'm two of those. And it'll be good. We'll see. What no, else you're you? a nerd and a fan, but I was following. I, uh, what? What else you got we for can't TV? Go. Oh, well, we got uh, Chalk Starts next week, so I'm looking forward to that return. But that's what we can't really talk about. Although, apparently, it's that's online. online right now, so I didn't have time to watch it. I thought you were a watcher of Chuck. Nope. Oh. I gave Chuck up. You up Chuck. You gave up Chuck? <laughs> okay. Um, you know, I will say this, though. I haven't watched the show, but that dude was on uh, Leno last night. He looked like pretty cool, dude. What the hell are you doing watching Leno? Um, Trader. It was on. <laughs> I just... Race Trader. Uh, <laughs> Why? Who should I be watching? Letterman. Oh, okay. Well, I Maybe came along. Maybe Kimmel. I was flipping back. I don't know. All right. Um... Yeah, and then uh, the Torchwood DVDs came out last week, so I just an acknowledgement to those who listen who are uh, British uh, television fans. Still no more news beyond the next five episodes of Torchwood? Or no, the- haven't heard a thing or what's going on. There was There's a commercial There's a commercial on the DVD for the uh, Doctor Who Season 4 set coming in November, which just reminded me why I need that with every fiber of my being. Uh, you know, very exciting to look at. And they have a nice little catalog that comes with it, uh, you know, for all the toys you can buy. <laughs> nice, ooh, Captain Jack action figures, nice, nice. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no real news. Other than five episodes of Torchwood began filming about a month ago, and, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that season. Um, but it's nice because, actually, I'd say Torchwood now could be a gateway this season because you get to bring in uh, James Marsters, uh, which my wife commented the other night when we were watching Catching Up on Smallville, you know, oh, it's James Marshers, he's great. I'm like, really? Then I happen to have a show that <laughs> might coincidentally be British that you should watch. <laughs> hey, you want to watch him make out with a dude? Yeah, <laughs> well, right there. Torchwood. I think there are people that might. Um, that would torch my wood. But it's actually, I think, because I haven't really watched, like, extras on Angel or Buffy DVDs or anything. It's the first time I've heard him actually speak in truly his own voice. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of nice. And I didn't know that he was actually, he called them up and he said, I, I want to be on Torchwood. And so. And I don't I don't think he actually did. He probably had his did. people. His people. He right. does have people. Right. He's come a long way oh, from Modesto. Mr. Masters has expressed an interest. I yeah. forgot to mention, your boss. William Catt was, was on, on Heroes. Heroes too. So you have to tune in for that. I do. Also, I'm moderating a panel with Silicon about Heroes. So I better, uh, yeah, I better up. actually brush up. You know, and I will say this. Can I just talk about your boss real fast? Sure. Was he good? He was great. He was in maybe two scenes, and it was a short little thing. But you're sitting there going, why isn't this guy working more? Like he... We asked the same question. I say that in all sincerity. I, you know, that I know he's been in, um, I think it's no secret to say he's been in some really crappy films. He was great stuff. in Pippin, though. Yeah, but he is, uh, but he's he's good. he's like one of those guys. He's good in every nice nice suck up. He's good in everything, you know. It, it's just and so I'm kind of hoping, and I say that as 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 friend, uh, if I may say that, Mister Cat, uh, you know, as friend, that I really hope that that a turn on a show like Heroes, which is supposed to, you know, fairly high profile, will get other casting people going. Oh yeah, he's not bad. You know, uh, it was good. But this one, you sat there and you go, oh. Damn, that was really good. You know what I mean? You're like, why isn't this guy working more? You know, so that's that was 
Well, we can hope. We can hope. So, uh, the only thing that I think you, we had was, and you had uh, sent me the YouTube uh, video for the Marvel's television commercial. Yes. Embrace change. So, we're bringing this full circle back to comics. Did you, have you seen this commercial? No. Ran on ESPN2 last week. And they, of all the weird places. Like. Uh, well, they gave, uh, in exchange, I don't think it, uh, they got a really cut rate on the, bra- on the uh, commercial charge in exchange for giving away free comics at a baseball game or something. Uh, so, you know, it was a huge tie-in where, a, where some sports sporting event got to have a huge promotion That's cool. with Marvel Comics, and that was the reason. But you'd think they'd advertise on a show like Heroes or something, but I mean, that's probably, the rate's probably really high, but... It was probably high in ESPN2, it was probably not as high, but I also thought the nature of that... I was thinking, watching that, how funny if I had been, if I were someone who watched ESPN2 and not, not and had comics. no idea what was going on, to get this... Uh, <laughs> Political campaign commercial from the Scrolls would be a little odd. Sure. Yeah. For those of you who aren't familiar with the commercial, we actually you can have find it. it on Fanboy Planet. They did post it thanks to Lon. Um, um, but it's basically a. It's not really an. an it's a. It's a bunch of stills. Yeah, it's a together. montage. It's a montage. Yeah, and it's basically it shows normal people sitting in living coexisting with Scroll people. And right? all of the images have been house ads. In Marvel Comics, in the past month, you know, so there's the three kids eating ice cream, and one's a scroll. It's a very frightening image. It is the little scary. scroll girl is is a little disturbing. It's the one guy with the scroll girlfriend. Yeah, there's a scroll boy playing little league. Right, a little league. Which like, apparently, baseball card. And it's funny, we you know this has been exposed. It's all it's all um, Photoshop clip art. It's stuff you get photos that you'd get to be hmm. practicing on. Hmm. And I'm like, oh man, you know, they couldn't even hire their own models. Yeah, they couldn't even go shoot a couple <laughs> <of> pictures. <laughs> but Marvel's on a budget. Come Marvel's on. on a very tight budget. It's not like they've had any successful films this last year. Sure. But did you actually go check out EmbraceChange.org? Uh, I did a few weeks ago. So has it has it's, it improved? It's basically all links to back to like Marvel sites or whatever. But they yeah, are, they were running a, a campaign to like send in. Because I guess, you know, at Comic-Con they gave out the scroll masks or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And I guess you can maybe get them somewhere else. But they showed, you know, oh, send us your, you know, pictures. Of yeah, Chains but and I think gonna... there may be, as you say, maybe a lost opportunity off the air before we were recording. You were, you were suggesting that it's odd that this appears now when the crossover is almost done. Yeah. Well, the, the main event is almost done. But the peop- but then people will get it and they'll, they maybe they'll come in time to buy the trade paperback, I'm thinking maybe. And it is coinciding with what's happening now with the scrolls having posed as several world leaders and saying actually embrace well, change. Well, what gets me, which is kind of funny, is, is they had a better commercial with their first one, their one that, you know, had all the, 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 the scroll... Uh, but it didn't have the irony of being real. The one where they were, like, they had the panels from the comic books and were like, you know, take whatever, taken, taken, yeah, or yeah, replaced, or yeah. replaced, infiltrated. But I'm just saying, though, I mean, like... That was a scary commercial. Right, but that but wasn't for the mainstream. Embrace change... Is going to make the, sure, but make the mainstream go, what's going on? Right, but don't you think Marvel would stand Aren't they really just slandering Obama? Saying Obama's a scroll? Embrace change. And on the flip side, uh, the highest selling issue of Savage Dragon for Image Comics, now gone into its third printing, is the last month they released one where in which the on the cover, the Savage Dragon endorsed Obama, and it is sold out twice. Uh-huh. So they're on their third printing. Everybody wants this... Obama, Savage Dragon. Eric Larson has never been more popular in comics. He's a good guy. He's a good guy. I like him. 
No, but we'll see. I'm just saying because he's, he's imposing. Yes, physically. Well, I would vote Owen over Scroll, so that's just my thing. So okay. if they were if they were a party, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not exactly a Scroll party. It's uh, it could be though if they're if they're embracing change. It could be. I suppose. I mean, you think if the scrolls actually took over, there'd be any elections or anything? Or it's, I guess it's a, a, mo- a dynasty, a monarchy. I mean, it's they would take control, it's, right? It's a monarchy. Would, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we wouldn't, we wouldn't have any freedom if they took over. Right? No, no. In fact, we'd be pretty much enslaved. That's the point. But yeah. it's sort of propaganda. They're borrowing from V. Uh, really, that that V idea. You know, the propaganda. The visitors are our friends. The scrolls are our friends. Right. But we know the truth. Well, you could get a nasty they, case yes. of scroll peas. We know that. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, and, you know, if you really want to see them, you can drink their milk. And eat their meat. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. disturbing over there in, in uh, the initiative. All right, so you got uh, anything Michael on? didn't read that. <laughs> it was disturbing, where they have uh, scrolls discover, the, the scroll kill crew discovered that if they eat scroll meat, they can uh, see scrolls, no matter what form they take. So they barbecue a scroll head <laughs> in one panel. It's just like, huh. <laughs> That's a little disturbing. Excellent. So we move on. Who wrote that issue? Uh, Dan Slott. No, I yeah, good work. Yeah, good work. No, you know, I'm fine. Well, again, you know, let me let me qu- clarify that I don't mind like the gross, the black humor, whatever, as long as the book is not pretending to be something else. I have a problem in Teen Titans with Wonder Dog eating Marvin and Wendy because you're lured, lulled into thinking you're going to get something that's family friendly. Sure. I don't think there's anything family friendly, and no offense by that. To what's going on in Secret Invasion? It's war. It's war. There's nothing family friendly about war. There is nothing, no matter what we mm-hmm. get told. No. no, no. Always a few bad apples. Always. War is hell. What is it good for? I don't know. Absolutely, Absolutely nothing. nothing. Yes. Thanks. All right. So, what do yeah. we got? Is that it? Well, that is it. We're done. Well, there you have it. Unless uh, Michael's got something, I don't know. I'm saying goodnight. Really? No video games. How are you doing on Pagel Nights? Done. <laughs> Thanks for that one. Hey, any time, <laughs> Yeah, I didn't really have time to play that, but I did anyway. <laughs> what was it called? Kegel Nights? Pagel. Nights. Oh, Pagel. Oh, Pagel. Nights from PopCap. <laughs> anyway, this is Derek McCaw, editor-in-chief of FanboyPlanet.com. If you have any questions, comments, or compliments, hey, why not? Editor at FanboyPlanet.com. He means email us. Sure. Uh, this is Lon. I think they're bright enough to know oh, that. Okay, this is Lon uh, working the laptop, and over there we have. I'm Michael Goodson. Bye. There you have it. So until next time, remember use your, your powers, powers only, only for, for good. Now.